What if there was a different way to enjoy food and engage in life? Beyond the barrage of nutrition hype, the shoulds, and the judgment, beyond the constant striving to be thinner, fitter, someone other than who you really are, what if there was a way to eat that is mindful, non-judgmental, joyful, empowering, a way that leads to feeling better, having more energy, and living your best life? You're listening to VegHead Speaks with me, your host, Robin Wong. Join me as we explore plant-based eating for people who want to eat well and live well. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to VegHead Speaks. I'm so glad you're here. This is episode 43. I am Robin Wong. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I want to talk to you about diverticulosis. Yes, I do. And you're like, what the heck is that? That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Diverticulosis. Um, actually, diverticular disease is um, happens in your intestines, your colon mainly. And I guess it can happen actually all throughout your digestive tract because in a way, when you have a hyalur hernia, it might be yeah, anyway, it's more about your your GI, you know, lower colon that you I hear mostly about it. And it basically is when you have had years and years of chronic constipation and you can't move all your fecal matter through. And so it's almost like having a tire and it get the pressure and they, the muscles have to contract so hard to move it along that you the colon's wall gets these out pouchings, these pouches. Okay. And so they can happen all throughout the intestines and the remedy to it is eating a high fiber diet. Okay. Simple, right? Although when you have diverticulitis, which means um, if the inflammation is happening in there, then the um, it's the opposite. So often what will take you to the hospital will be severe pain. And then that what they'll do is they want everything to kind of calm down in there. And so you'll probably be on a liquid diet and then maybe a soft diet kind of low fiber things till things heal up and then you'll go back to the high fiber diet. Okay. And so, so really I, I open this with diverticulosis because it is, um, you know, but it's really about fiber. Okay. Fiber is so crucial. And, um, just know that probably 58% of Americans over 50, uh, over 60, I'm sorry, over 60 have diverticulosis. So it is, a big problem. Okay. A lot of people don't eat enough fiber. And I think there's like 38% of people 15 under have it. So it just, it's, it's a, it's, we, it's so common because of our shared diet, how we eat in our culture. Okay. And we are very protein heavy, animal centric. And so, and, you know, as you know, uh, many, are all of the animal products, meat, dairy, and eggs have zero fiber, zero, zero. So, you know, no wonder because everyone in our, in this culture is so worried about getting enough protein. And that's the common question you get when you first go plant-based or vegan. It's like, how do you get your protein? And I always want to say, how do you get your fiber? Because if you're eating all this protein, not only is that a huge load for your kidneys, but it does not help your, your GI system, your colon. Okay. And that's why there's a high level of um, a lot of incidence of colon cancer as well. They go hand in hand. So cultures that eat 
a plant-based diet, if you go to the African cultures where it's a very high plant-based diet, they eat almost 100 grams of, of fiber a day, um, that you don't even have this disease at all, diverticulosis, all right? And I think people think that, oh, it's just always been around, but honestly, it wasn't. I think the first study I saw, um, this article I saw was in 1971, when it was a study done on this diverticulosis and it was literally listed as a deficiency in fiber. It was a deficiency disease and the deficiency was in fiber, okay? So, uh, you know, our diet started changing around then. We started eating more um, processed foods, okay? And so when, and a lot of the processing that happens takes out a lot of the fiber. You think about bread, when you start eating that white bread, it takes out the whole the whole grain of it, right? And so you're missing all that fiber. And so, and I did list that you know whole grains, um, whole grains, legumes, uh, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. All those things are high fiber, and that's they're all plant plant based. Okay, and that's really where you want to go. So, um, high high prevalence of diverticulosis. Okay, and the it's because of this low fiber diet that we eat. And so really on an average, I think uh, the average American in the US adult gets between 10 and 15 grams of fiber a day, all right? And really you should be eating the minimum, the minimum requirement is for women 25 grams and for men 38 grams of fiber a day, okay? So just know that uh, you're not even, we're not, we could do way better. We can. And so uh, when I have clients, um, if they don't want to be on full on plant-based, I'm like, okay, you know, eat less meat and eat more vegetables, add some, you know, add, eat some more apples. I mean, there's ways you can add fiber without giving up your meat. Okay. And so, but what happens is, is we're just so focused on the, the, um, the protein that they forget about the fibers. So um, just know that once, if you have diverticulitis, you'll know it's very painful. And, and so, you know, once you get that all healed up, really those pouches won't go away. Um, not that I know of anyway. And so you want to avoid getting them inflamed again. And so the purpose of that is really to um, you know, keep everything moving through. Okay. So you want to eat more fiber, high fiber, and you also want to be drinking water and you also want to be moving your body as much as you can. Okay. Those are the three things that really help with constipation. And so this chronic constipation is a big problem. You know, not only is it hard on your colon, you know, your intestines, but you know, really sometimes it gives you stomach pain and, it, you know, like I said, it leads to disease. So it doesn't feel good. A lot of bloating and gas and all those things. And so uh, it's really funny when people first go um, plant-based, um, they, you know, when I have clients, they'll, they'll, you know, I'll ask them, so are you having more bowel movements? And they'll go, yeah, is, is that something wrong? I'm like, no, that's actually very normal. Okay. And they're really sort of embarrassed to talk to me about it. And I'm like, I'm a dietitian. We talk about poop. Okay, we talk about what goes in and what comes out because that's really, you know, how we can assess what's moving through and what issues are there and you want it to be moving through. You don't want that stuff sitting in your colon for days and days and days. You don't. 
Okay. So when you start eating a plant-based diet and adding fiber to your diet, you're going to go more regularly. And so when people first start doing that, they're just like, I don't even, this is just, yeah, I, it was, it's really weird. I go like daily. I'm like, yeah. And I said, you know, you don't even have time to read. Here's in and out, right? <laughs> you don't need reading material. You don't need um, a squatty potty anymore. It just becomes very effortlessly to have everything move through. And that's how it's supposed to be. Okay, that's how it's supposed to be. Now, when you start adding fiber and more fruits and vegetables and all those things, just know that sometimes your body's not used to it. So start into it sort of slowly because you will have more gas, especially if you're eating beans and stuff, you'll have more gas. But you can take products like Beano. Uh, it's a over the it's like little drops. I think you can put on um, your beans that'll help with the gas. And um, but as you get accustomed to eating this way, that goes away. It really does. At first, it's an, um, it can, for some people, it can be kind of an annoyance and they don't like it because it's uncomfortable for some people. But just sort of slowly start adding in this fiber. Keep, keep with it. Don't give up. And certain foods might bother you more than others, but just know that that's your body. Because what's really happening as well when you're eating more fiber is you're actually changing your um, microbiome, all the little microbes in there, the flora in there, okay, that you need. You need those. They, they are doing a lot of work in there. And so you want this really healthy balance. And the microbiome is just fascinating. And so, um, you know, you'll change probably what the ratio of these little microbes is when you eat more fiber. Because when you're eating the foods that actually feed the microbes, then you know the the good ones proliferate, right? They they become more abundant, and you know um, there's so much connected to the microbiome. And so with you know depression and mood, with um, you know just other health issues as well. And so it's just like you really. It's, so when you think about health, and I work with a lot of people with diabetes. This is they get so focused on these numbers of your A1C and your blood sugar and your weight. And those numbers are all markers for sure. But they fail to look at is like, you know, we want to look at the overall health. And so you want to know, am I eating well to not only help my numbers, you know, maybe you're looking, you're worried about cholesterol or um, you're worried about heart disease. You know, you, you know, those numbers are important. But when you're eating a healthy diet, like a plant-based diet, and, and you are, um, eating well for your microbiome and all these things, it, it just is good health overall. You're not focused on, it's not myopic. You're, you're, you're focusing on, it's very synergistic. Okay. Everything starts working in unison and it's just, it's a really great place to be. So that's what we're striving for. We're not just striving for like one thing. Yes, that'll motivate you to get there. But then we start branching out going, oh, this is actually helping my energy. This is actually helping you know, you know, my intestines and you're, you're, you're limiting, you're avoiding other disease in other areas. Okay. And so just know that's the beauty of the plant-based lifestyle. And you're also, you know, um, having a very small footprint and doing it as far as the, uh, you know, the earth and all that as well. So, and sustainability. So it's just a win-win all the way around. The biggest challenge is, can you do it? Right. Can you make these changes and have that paradigm shift about how you think about food and just know that if you're eating a varied um, plant based diet where you're eating lots of leafy greens and fruits and veg, you know, other vegetables, think of a rainbow 
when you're doing all that, you're not going to be deficient in anything. Okay. Take your B12, you know, one a week or something. A lot of people over um, 50 or 60, they recommend you take a vitamin D. So maybe talk to your doctor about that. Okay. But otherwise you will not have any, you shouldn't have any deficiencies. And if you do, that's something to dive deeper in. Okay. But it really is about being a very diet. I mean, we, I did an interview on with somebody recently that said he was a chef and he's like, yeah, you know, typically people eat about nine meals. That's their, their go-to. They have their repertoire of meals is about nine. Okay. We eat the same thing over and over and over again. So when people complain to me about, Oh, I don't have enough choices with the plant-based diet. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're probably eating the same nine things all month long. And yet you have this uh, wide array of options of the plant-based diet but they don't want to see it. Okay. They don't want to see it. So just um, know that, you know, if you're eating, you know, mix it up, mix up the colors mix of, of your vegetables, mix up the colors of your fruit, add some legumes in there, mix up your beans. Right. And, you know, and then if you still want to eat some meat, um, you know, go ahead and add that in too. I mean, it's, it's up to you. It's always your choice, but just know that um, you don't need to have that um, meat to have your protein. If you're eating, um, legumes. Okay. And you know, you'll get plenty of protein. So I hope that helps. And yeah, just know that, um, diverticulosis over half, over half the people have it as we age. And so, and it's literally just our lifestyle. Think about it. We, um, you know, start eating the same things that are protein heavy, animal, animal, animal centric. We start moving less, and um, if we're moving less, we're not exercising, we're probably drinking less water and things start slowing down as we age anyway. And so um, just know that, you know, all those things start making the whole, I, you know, um, constipation issue even worse. Okay. So just be aware of that and um, try to avoid it. That's, it's all about being trying to be preventative. If you already have it, then you can do better. Just eat more veg, you know, fruits and vegetables and whole grains and legumes and, the best, best you can to kind of keep things moving through. All right. So more fiber, more water, more movement that will help with diverticulosis and keep eating plants. That's basically what I can say. So hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.